Welcome to the Joyful Journey podcast. If you're looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose or how to activate that purpose, and you are someone who wants to operate from your highest self to be a force for good you know this world craves, then this is the show for you. I'm Anita Adams, your host and guide to finding clarity and creating a life you love. Let's tap into our inner wisdom, access our highest self, and unleash joy. As we do this, we raise our vibration and heighten the collective consciousness. And that, my friend, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. Greetings, Joyful Journeyer. I'm Anita Adams, and I am thrilled to welcome you to today's episode. Joining us is the extraordinary Rosalind Warren, an intuitive wealth and abundance coach specializing in guiding soul-led CEOs. Rosalind, also a visionary founder of sacredlifemastery.art, empowers conscious entrepreneurs to elevate their businesses from steady income to six figures and beyond, all while banishing stress and overwhelm. As the number one international best-selling author of four books, Rosalind has a wealth of wisdom to share. Today, our conversation centers around liberating ourselves from the ordinary and embracing the unique rhythm of our own journey. Get ready to explore how to break free of the norm and march to the beat of your own drum with the insightful Rosalind Warren. Welcome, Rosalind. I'm so thrilled to have you here with us today. It is so exciting to be here. I sound pretty cool in that intro. <laughs> you do. You, know, you just cool. go on about your day, and then somebody says, "Oh, this is what she did." I go, "Wow, yeah, I do do that." <laughs> That's awesome. Welcome, always- everyone. <laughs> It's always interesting hearing somebody else introduce you and you're like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. I'm kind of cool. <laughs> well, awesome. You to my own drum. <laughs> you do. And I, I really do love the work you're doing, you know, in guiding people to break free from those blocks so they can create a life that they, they truly love and one that is aligned with who they really are. So yes. the work you do is... It, very much in, in sync with the, the work I do. So I'm excited to dive in and, and hear your insights. I'm curious if they are, if they match some of, of my thinking, or maybe you're going to give me some new things to, to think about and our client and our, our listeners to think about. So I'm, I'm really, really keen to dive into this. And one of, one of the issues I have encountered with some clients is the difficulty they have in being clear about what it is that they really want. Yet having clarity, clarity as you well know, is essential in creating a life that you love. So do you have any insights into why it is so difficult for some to understand what they truly desire? Yes. <laughs> awesome. Bring it on. <laughs> there's like, there's like the two bookend pieces of it. And the first one is when we are still locked in to ah, the word we normally use on it is people pleasing, but <laughs> it's where we want to not upset the apple cart, if you will. And so there are many, many of us who are locked into jobs or careers even that have nothing really to do with us. It's what someone else 
taught us, Mm. told us, advised us we should do. Whether that was parents or counselors or guidance or boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever it was, someone has imparted to you that, hey, if you want to have a really great life, you should do this. And I have gotten to the point where I use should as my warning, warning, Will Robinson, for those of you old enough to remember who that is, (laughs) it is a signal that you want to slow down and really look at for the sake of what am I fixing to do this? Mm -hmm. Is it for the sake of it's calling my heart and will make me joyful? Or is it for the sake of going along to get along? Is it for the sake of, well, it's what I've always done. So this is all I can do. I'm stuck. I'm trapped. And if you're going about it for anything, but because it's the joy in my heart, then you're going to want to reevaluate because you are definitely marching to the beat of someone else's drum. And relax. We've all done it. It's almost like a natural passage through planet Earth to do this. So it just, there will come a time when you're like, hmm, okay, done with that. I need to unravel it. Then on the other side of that, we have this uh, mechanism that gets set up in our body. And it's a defense mechanism. Fight, flight, flee, stress syndrome is real. (sighs) And somewhere along in your life, You may have decided you were going to break out. (laughs) You were going to go do your own thing. And you just threw your heart behind it. And for whatever reason, it didn't work. Mm. And it broke your heart. And you're probably got something coming to mind right now. So just take a deep breath and breathe through it. Calm your nervous system a little bit. But it's there. And what it has done is it has created a embedded in your nervous system warning. So now when you go, ooh, I really want to do whatever, that part of you goes, hmm, that's too dangerous. We are not going to have our heart broken again. So think about When you set a big goal or you think about setting a big goal or you're thinking you might want to think about something that you might really, really want, what is the first thought that runs through your head? Yeah. And how are you going to do that? Yeah, that's that's familiar. Um, You know, even um, on the path that I'm right now, when Mm -hmm. um, I first started thinking about teaching people how to tap into their their higher selves, their inner wisdom. And the very first thought that came was, who are you to do that? Who's going to listen to you? Who do you mm-hmm. think you are? You know, it's like, wow, that voice was loud. And it, it, took, yes. um, it took a year before I finally mm-hmm. found the courage to, to lean in and, and listen to the others, the other voice. Yes. voice that was encouraging me to go down that path. Oh, yeah. And, and recognizing that 
we have all sorts of labels and names and things that we've put on all of this, you know, but bottom line at the bottom of it all, it's that self-protective mechanism that wants to keep you safe. And unfortunately, the only way your body and ego system and nervous system knows to keep you 100% safe is to stay exactly the way you are. Yeah. Because it might not be great and it might not be what you want, but they know how to deal with it. <laughs> it's familiar, isn't it? So yes. we are hardwired to stay in the familiar. Yes. Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then it plays out in life that number one, you can't really even dream these big dreams anymore because mm. the minute you start going there, you get shut down. Oh, that's interesting. So that's what you're saying is preventing people from actually being really clear on the desires that, that, yes. that they have because they're being shut down before that desire can take real blossom, take hold. Yes. And, and it's such, it's such a pattern yeah. that eventually you just give up. You give up even thinking about, well, who, who am I? So this is one of mine. <laughs> Why not me? Why not you? Why not you be the next biggest, brightest star in the sky? And we know we have a little work to do here. Mm -hmm. So the, the ends up, because if we do not have a vision, there's an old scripture that says, without a vision, my people perish. Hmm. And it, we don't have something that is bigger than where we are, that's actually bigger than we are, to draw us forward. We are creative beings. We came here in the image of God, if you will. But it, what it means is we are creative beings. Mm -hmm. If we are not creating, that's where the joy is. That's where the expansion is. That's where the juice is. So feel this thing. So you, you are yearning to set a vision and go for something. And then you're shut down, shut down, shut down. So you settle for, okay, I know how to do this. So I'll just keep doing it. But there's no juice. There's no joy. There's just slogging. What? Who was it that said men live lives of just plodding along? And we get locked in that. And years can go by. And we're locked in it. And now we've got proof. That nothing ever changes. Nothing's ever going to change. And, and you and I have been called forth to tell people, no, that's not true. And do you know how we know it's not true? Do tell. The minute you say, this is all there is, you feel bad. Hmm. And that is your emotional system telling you that what you are thinking, feeling, and believing in that moment is 180 degrees from what spirit and source sees you as. 
So you have separated yourself, not that source has gone anywhere and left you, but you have separated yourself from the truth. Mm-hmm. And so you can use that little guide, if you will, through anything in your life. If you're just sitting around doing whatever, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I just don't, I don't feel good is the way I you put it. I'm just like, ugh. that is your signal to go, oh, all right, what are you telling me? How am I seeing this situation opposite of the way source sees it? Because when we're looking at things through love, through the eyes of source, through expansiveness, we feel good. Hello, your word. We are on the joyful journey. (laughs) Yeah. I love that so much. Looking, looking through um, love, looking through the lens of love. So that's stepping back and trying to reframe or uh, find another position to look at a situation so you can move forward. Can we, I want to talk a little bit about that and about your, your strategy or how, how we move forward when we've been in these patterns over and over and over again like how do we break free of those patterns you gave us one clue the recognizing the word should is that the warning bells you know if you feel like you should be doing something you can, that's where you can start you can start and ask well why should i you know where does that come from should i do it because it brings me a lot of joy or should i do it because my parents expect me to do it or my partner expects me to do it mm-hmm. so that's a great it's a great First insight, yes. what, what's next? What's the next thing that will help us shift the pattern or I, further identify? Maybe it is, do we have to further identify? Yes, that's, uh, for me, that's the first start. Um, and this, this was a habit I had, <laughs> was the minute I identified any little teeny tiny thing, I immediately had to fix it. So I went around putting Band-Aids on stuff for like, I don't know, 40 years. <laughs> Are you talking oh, about like in, your, in your business? In business and life, okay. everywhere. It was, yeah. oh, I see this little tiny piece here and I just, oh, I'm going to fix that. Right. So what I do with clients now is we take a look at their patterns. Yeah. And we not to fix anything we have a really um it's a bad habit even that's exacerbated by like normal coaching and therapy and you know all of the things that are out there to help us but there's a bad the bad habit of there's something wrong with me that needs to be fixed Hmm. i don't i don't believe that how bad do you feel when you think there's something wrong with me that needs to be fixed Icky, uh, no, (laughs) you are absolutely perfect. You're just wearing a bunch of layers of stuff, clothes, if you want to use that image, and they just need to be shed. You don't need that coat. You're you're still wearing clothes you wore when you were five years old Mm. or 12 years old or 16 years old or, you know, all these little pieces of identity that you've picked up through the years. And we, ha- we are no longer that to let it go. 
Uh, one of the things that I did through my processes of working with is, so the whole point is to become aware. Step number one, you cannot, you cannot move around, past, over, or under anything if you don't know it's there. Mm-hmm. And so if it's just this, uh, you know, invisible mountain and you keep banging into it, well, you don't know it's there. You don't know what it is. You just keep banging into your, well, this is my life. Bang. (laughs) This is my life. Bang. So that's the kind of piece. Um, I actually have on my website, uh, there's a dance journal and that's what the universe gave to me. And it said, anytime I felt any way off, I'll try to keep labeling things from being good and bad, but you know, I felt anything off. It's a process of going in. Okay. What's the story? Mm. What, what am I telling myself? So what has happened through this process is I just had one today. <laughs> An old thought will start to come in and I go, it's, it's like something is happening in your life where you used to behave in a certain pattern. You used to have a certain thought, you know, you, it's just like playing a game of monopoly. (laughs) You know, if I do this, you're going to do that. And if I buy this, you're going to do this. Those kinds of pieces. We have these games playing in our lives and it makes life easier. I mean, if you had to wake up in the morning and go, wait, all right, I pick this leg up and I put it on the floor and then I got to pick this up. We'd never get anywhere. So we hop out of bed and we hit our routine. So it's a gift, but when we get to the point where everything in life is just brain dead routine, now we're stuffed in the hamster wheel and the pattern. So what you find is eventually you'll get where that thought will start to come in and I go, "Mm, yeah, no, it's my ego bringing the code out and say, ooh, you just did that do you need this coat of judgment? (laughs) Do you need this jacket of criticism? Do you need to remember blah, 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 whatever my old thinking was? And I'm now able to hear it, see it. And I literally go, yeah, no thanks. In fact, take that one out to the road because I don't ever need that one again. I've outgrown it. I don't need it anymore. Mm. That's the process is becoming aware of it now. And that's where good coaching comes in with a good coach, because I just went through this experience myself just recently with my coach. We got to a core essence. Whoa, no wonder I'm banging into my glass ceiling and cleared it, flipped it. But I, on my own, probably in the, I don't know, maybe 20 years, I could have seen it. But I'm so glad I don't have to wait anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I, get, I get that. someone else to see our blind spots. Yeah, it helps having, for sure, it definitely helps having um, uh, a good coach or a, um, a friend that can be that mirror for you yes. and reflect back. Um, and I think there's lots of things that you can do in, um, in while working with a, a coach or a, you know, a friend as you, and you know, ex, not everybody has the financial means to, to hire a coach. So, mm-hmm. you know, what are the steps that you can 
do to help create the awareness? Because I get mm-hmm. that awareness is key for any any yeah. lasting change. And you you mentioned journaling, and I think that that's a really great tool. Another tool, you know, we got the should. <laughs> that's the listening to the language we use. The should yes. is one way. A tool. The, another tool is the journaling. Um, mm-hmm. Are there any? Do you have a particular style of journaling that you recommend? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, the dance process that I mentioned. Yeah. Okay. And, and, it's, and it's on my it's on my website, and it's free. Okay. So uh, walk us through what okay. is the dance process? But, but to get to there, I'm going to I'm going to back up a minute to a practice to begin with. Okay. And this practice is number one. It's this idea. It'll help train you to be aware. Okay. We want to be, this is what the, we need. We be, yeah. yeah. We want to be in the present moment Bingo. at all times yeah. because we cannot affect the past and we can only vision the future. Now that's powerful and good, but we can't go live there. We got to live here. So one of the starting processes, and it's, it's also codified, if you will, in the dance journal is this idea of Every single thought you have, you ask, does that belong to me? Mm. Mm, I love that. Now, we are not on the excavation of who does that belong to? Hmm, my mother. Yeah. No, because even if the (laughs) the thought came to your brain through from your mother, It was in her brain from her mother and her mother and her mother. So we're not in the blame business here. So we're not looking for who does that belong to in an idea of, I'm going to figure this out now. Now we're back. And I'm going to point my finger at mom or dad or whatever. So it's, It's just the idea of, and you can even ask it this way. Does that thought belong to me or someone else? Yeah. And you will instantly know, and if it belongs to someone else, you return it to sender with love and consciousness. Mm. If it belongs to you, you say, yes, what are you trying to tell me? Now, so that's even, even if a thought is not necessarily supportive and uplifting, but you feel like it's your, it is your thought. Yeah. You can say what is it? Because if it's if it is not uplifting and it's your thought, which I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the truth, especially if you're brand new at this, 99.9% of everything that runs through your mind is not yours. Yeah. I that I a hundred percent agree. In fact, something that I've been thinking a lot about, <laughs> thinking a lot about lately, <laughs> is that we we are not even our thoughts. Our, our no, thoughts. we are not our thoughts. We are not our thoughts. Yeah. So if we can separate ourselves from that and recognize that we are yes. not our thoughts, then we're able to let go of those thoughts much yes. easier. They don't run us. They don't have, they run us because that's what we think they're supposed to be. Yeah. But once we catch on to this, we're, it's just noise, yeah. literal noise. Um. So then you've got this process. If it is yours, especially if you're journaling, it's very helpful. But if it's a negative thought that that belongs to you or you're still believing it belongs to you, then you go through the process of, so what are you telling me? What am I making this mean? 
Oh, I kid sometimes and say, but I don't know how much I'm kidding. We were born with label makers. And we have this Mm -hmm. tendency to, we must make meaning out of everything. And stuff just is. Yeah. It doesn't have to mean something because when it means something, now we have personalized it. We are now creating an entire story around it. And that's where your belief systems came from. Something happened. You're a kid. You heard your mom and dad arguing about money. You you internalized, because you heard it more than once, you internalized that having money causes people to fight. I don't like it when my parents are fighting. Now, that's an instinctual because they're your safety mechanism when you're a kid. So this money is bad. Mm-hmm. Now you're an adult, you're trying to run a business, and you're not making any money. It doesn't make any sense. But I'm telling you, you believe money's bad. How in the world are you going to let money in? Mm-hmm. Or if you happen to let money in, you're going to get rid of it as fast as it came in. We all hear about poor people. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to start sending them notes and inviting them to coach with me. People who win the lottery. And within three years, they are worse off financially than they were before they ever won the lottery. They got rid of that money as fast as they could because to them, they are not people who have money. Right. Now, in their head, they are thrilled. Lord knows how much money they spent trying to win the lottery. Mm-hmm. And it's finally happened. And they don't understand that what's going on right here can't buck what's going on underground in the subconscious. And that is what you can bring up. So what I found is when I first, the, my guides gave me dancing and I'm journaling and I something would happen. And I'd be all about it, right? And it'd take me three pages to get it all out. And then you clear the energy and, oh, wow, I feel better. Now, yeah, it's probably four lines. Right. Because I've cleared it and cleared it and cleared it. But what comes up is in those four lines, I'll say something like, having a lot of money is really hard. And I'll go, whoa, wait, I don't still believe that. No, mm, I don't believe that. So cancel, cancel, cancel. I've cleared it. Okay, interesting. I've been doing this a minute. Yeah. That's where we're going. We're going to where being aware of how you feel, being aware of the thoughts running in your head so that you can look at them and identify what it is you actually believe. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, I I love this. So it's basically two questions that you're asking yourself when you're when you're doing this journaling process. And the the first one is 
um, does that thought belong to me? So as you're writing, maybe you're just your uh, your stream of consciousness kind of putting stuff out on the on the paper, mm-hmm. just the gunk out, and something comes up, and you're like, does that thought belong to me? So that's number one. And that, yeah, and you know, who does that? Well, that's actually before you even get into the journaling. That's just something goes on, and you go, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so you use that whoa, question. Whoa. Does, does that does that belong to me? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you the story about the woman who taught me this. And the person that taught her (laughs) tricked her, but she laughs about it. Uh, She told her, she said, all right, I want you to try this. So I'm going to invite everybody. She said, I want you to try this for a week. And she said, I don't think you can do it, but about three days. And this girl goes, yeah, you watch me, you know, so girl had her number, right? But every single thought you have, I want you to say, is that thought mine? Who does it belong to? Hmm. And then feeling not doing anything with it, just feeling. Is it mine? Is it not? Oh, it's not mine. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, if it's not yours, you know, walk on. So about four days in, they'd gone to a restaurant and there was a long line to get into the restaurant. And so she and her friends are standing there chatting. And all of a sudden the thought came into her head, wonder where there's a good Mexican restaurant. And she automatically, no, it's not my thought. It's the guy behind me. Mm. So, you know, so she turned around to the man and she says, hey, Mama Lapitas is the best Mexican in town. It's just down the block and turn to the left. And his eyes got big as saucers. And she says, oh, you didn't say that out loud, did you? Oh, wow. <laughs> so she had, which is what we're doing when we yeah. keep saying these thoughts are not your head. They're not yours. They're not yours. That thought form was in his head because he's tired of waiting for Italian food. And it floated out into the ethers. She picked up on it. Now, what she said was, before this exercise, she would have turned to her friends and said, let's just go down to Mama Lapita's and not wait. Because she would have thought it was herself thinking, Mm. I wonder where there's a good Mexican restaurant. So that's what this process is. It's just, I just had, I want some ice cream. Does that thought even belong to me? Probably it's my husband in the other room going, <laughs> We're just, we gotta get ice cream. We just gotta get ice cream. <laughs> I don't know. But when I say, okay, I want some ice cream. It, does that thought belong to me? No. Okay, well, I'm busy. So, okay, whosoever it belongs to, I return it to sender with love and consciousness. You right. know, because I don't need it. It's not mine. So once you get to there, then you're kind of, your brain starts, it's like the monkey parade. And you got that monkey parade tromping through. So you can get, I promise you, I can hear the monkey parade tuning up about two blocks away now. And I go, guys, you don't have a permit to come. So Go somewhere else or tone it down, whichever you want to do. But you are not allowed to come bring your monkey parade on my street through my mind. Because see, where we sit when we begin this is we got the monkey parade and we are in the street with the monkey and we're shoveling the poop. We're just in the middle of all of this noise. When you start this process of, ooh, that, who does that belong to? Does that belong to me or someone else? You have stepped out of the street and onto the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And you're watching the monkey parade go by. 
and you're, you, who, who are those monkeys? Or is that old saying? It's a Polish saying, <laughs> not my monkeys, not my junk. Yeah. <laughs> you were just watching them go by. Is that interesting? Isn't yeah. that interesting? And then if you get triggered, you can take it to the journal. And it's the idea of just what's happening. My husband yelled at me. My husband brought me ice cream when I told him I didn't want it. What am I making that mean? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I am having about it. What's the expectation that I had? And then you, once you work through all of that in the journal, you get to the last question is, which has started our whole conversation today. What is it I would rather have instead? So you're, you're irritated about work. You're irritated that, that work is hard and you don't like it. And you know, all the alls, but you can't quit. So you start journaling about it. Mm -hmm. And then you know, what does it mean? Well, it means I'm going to starve if I don't go to this job. I hate this job. I don't want to do this job. I was assuming it would be a better thing. Golly, my parents told me that if I did that, I would have a great life and you know, everything would be hunky dory and it's not, it's awful. I hate it. What would you rather have instead? Now you've cleared some of that angst out and you're really lit and you hit on a big one. My parents said that if I filled all these blocks, my life would be great. My life is not great. And it gets you to a place where you can go, but what do I want instead? I really want, some people will say, get to a place of, I really want to figure out how I can love my job. Some people will say, I really want to just go paint flowers. Now, I understand that today that's not realistic, but I could start moving in that direction. I could I don't know, go on YouTube and find how you paint flowers and just start doing it on the weekends. I could make, but now you are in the proactive versus reactive creative right. process. Yeah. And that's where your joy starts bubbling up. Before then, you are stuck in a hamster wheel of someone else's making and you can't see no way out. There's nothing you can do. And you just feel like you're carrying around because you are. Yeah. You feel like you're carrying around a load of bricks. Right. Okay. You're giving us some really good um, practical, easy to use tools um, right here. So again, I just want to reiterate really quickly. So we, there's actually three questions that we're working ourselves through and that, mm -hmm. that is what is helping us to create greater awareness. Um, yes. When those thoughts come, does that um, belong to me? Um, mm -hmm. What am I making this mean? I think that's really powerful asking that question and then journaling about that. And then finally, um, what is it that I rather um, have or create yes. in my life or do? So um, those, those are three brilliant questions um, to, to be journaling, journaling about. So thank you for, um, for sharing wow. that. Um, in order to really march to the beat of our our own drum so we got to start there and find that clarity mm -hmm. um i think we also really need to just slow down mm -hmm. how do you what's your process or what do you recommend to your clients to slow down 
One of the main things that I practice, and so now I have it all set up where I bring clients into it, is we step out of societal time. Yes, we still use a calendar so I could show up here on Thursday at one o'clock to be with you. So we do use clock time, you know, to that purposes, but we don't run our lives by when we're supposed to do things because the calendar has changed. And for me, one of the biggest ones is what we're coming up to, which is January 1st. Hmm. Um, society and anyone on the internet who has anything to do with it is telling you that it is time to get those goals set, get those, uh, I don't even use the word, I can't even think of the word, resolutions ready. I haven't made a resolution in 10 years. I'm not going to keep it anyway. What's the point, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the reason, the reason we can't keep resolutions is because a resolution is a decision to change something, setting a goal, and we got to go for it in the middle of visioning, dreaming time. So we come back to running our lives by the timing mm-hmm. of Mother Nature. We use the moon, we use the seasons, we use the wheel of the year. So December 21st is solstice. It's the day when we have the, in our part of the world, we have the longest night. And then we're moving into, you know, it's actually going to get brighter. It looks like it's the darkest time. But it's between December 21st and spring solstice, which this year is, I mean, spring equinox, which is uh, March 19th this year. In that three-month period, we're not supposed to be setting goals and going banging into the new year. It's not the new year yet. (laughs) Think about mother nature. What is mother nature doing in the dead of winter? Resting, (laughs) resting and growing underground. Yeah. Then it begins to spring up and now flourish. That's when we take off. But what society has done to us is If we're not set and ready and hitting the ground running on January the 2nd, we have wasted another whole year. Now, how bad does that feel? Yeah. Therefore, we know it is not true. (laughs) So so are you you saying that we should take the, the first three months of the year to slow down and to recalibrate for the new year that actually begins in the spring at the beginning of yes absolutely now does that mean that we don't sell anything we don't call in clients no absolutely not but we now the first year is a little bit trickier because if you're used to going january to december you probably don't have your january february march planned yet but that's okay If you're coming into it, then the universe knows and it'll take care of you as it always does. But what you'll do is then when we get our big plans together for the year, we plan it from March to March. So you knew what you were going to be doing in December, January, February. But your big, I got to get this stuff together. I got to hit it. I got to go, 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 go. That's, that's dissolved 
and you do what your body really, really wants to do, which is sit in a chair with a cup of hot chocolate. Oh my God, does it ever dream. want that? <laughs> yes. And that's why your body wants that. Yes. That's what, think about uh, think about farmers who are like, there is nothing they can do. Right. I mean, their ground is under 12 feet of snow, right? <laughs> they got to sit and look at the seed catalogs. That's what we're doing. We're dreaming. We're finding our own seeds that we want to plant in 2024. That really resonates. I, I love the I love that idea um, and that that idea of slowing down and just taking this time in the season to be um, present with what's going on with you and to explore and dream and to think bigger than you are. Like, I like what you said at the beginning that we need to, we need something bigger than who we are. That's the dreaming that needs yeah. to come in. And this is the time. Am I hearing you that you're yes, saying that this absolutely. is the time to do that? This is the time. Yes. Okay. Awesome. I feel like this is leading into um, your program that, uh, you know, it's a pretty cool program that you have called the Vision Quest Mastermind Experience. Maybe you can just tell us a little bit more about that. Yes. So what I've put together, it's a three-month container for the process. Ah. And so we get, uh, we have a, call it a robust guidebook. And I, it, I treat it like a quest, like we were going on the El Camino walk. We've got milestones. And so you don't get this ginormous book dropped on your porch to take care of, right? Because what are we supposed to be doing? Resting and dreaming. So it's dripped through the time when you need it. So we do want, because something does change on January 1st, the numerology changes. So the energy of 2023, which was a seven energy is shifting very great news into the eight energy of prosperity and wealth. Nice. We <laughs> all use some of that. Yes. So we want to close out and release the container of 2023 that we do want to do. So we do that in the quest and we want to, which is something we have a really was another thing we don't do enough is celebrate. Mm. We want to glean from 2023, all of we've gained, all that we did, all that we, all the things we want to celebrate and we celebrate. And then we want to look at 2024 for a kind of a general overview of how do I want to feel at the end of 2024. And then we continue through the process. We have 10 distinct milestones and they are based around the one's the solstice. So we call those sacred pauses. It's when mother earth literally stops takes a breath and moves into the next season. So Mother Earth is moving out of autumn into winter on that 21st of December. And so we take these pauses and then we meet again at every dark moon, which is actually um, the new moon is three days. It's dark moon. It's the day before the day of and the day after. So we meet then and then we meet at full moon. And we have energetic alignments during that time. So as you're working through your guidebook, walking the journey, <laughs> we meet up and we clear all the energy 
that you have brought to the surface that you're working through and we clear it all out. So you've got a, a whole group of women mainly. I haven't had a man yet. So I kind of geared toward uh, women. Um, you are with another, a whole group of women who are on this same path and right. on this same journey. And so that's what we do together. And then because and that's why I'm sacredlifemastery.art. <laughs> Mastering your sacred, joyful life is an art form. Mm. And it's not a one hit, here's what you do, bye, have a nice life. So after the quest ends, you stay, we stay together for the next six, nine months. So it runs you know, from this one to solstice in 2024 in um, Sophia Temple is what it's called. And there we're again meeting dark moon and full moon so that we are staying together, staying aligned. And you, it's a remembering, mm -hmm. if you will, because what are we doing? We are working at letting go of and unremembering all of the things we've learned along the trail that no longer, they don't fit us anymore. Right. They're I not who that. we are. Yeah. We don't have to hustle. We yeah. don't have to push. We don't have to shove. Beautiful. If um, somebody was interested in learning more about you and or your programs, where's the best place to send them? I'm, I'm assuming that's your website, but if you can say it again. For yes. Uh, sacredlifemastery.art. A-R-T. Nice. And I know that you have some links below, but mm -hmm. um, on the... On that site, you can find the dance, you can find um, my other assessment around some other uh, other indicators that you might be pushing up against uh, goal trauma. So that's- Right, that, that was a, um, a freebie that you're offering. Yes, for that's the free, and it's, and it's right there on the page. I think we'll have that link below as we well. Will, for sure. Yes, yeah. yeah. And then um, when you first get to that page, right at the top, it'll say, you know, Vision Quest there and you can click it and it'll take you over. Um, I have, you know, a, a lovely uh, piece that explains it all because it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, but it's also three months, right? So it's a quarter, awesome. it's a, you know, quarter turn on the wheel of the year. Yeah. And uh, we've had people have been, I, this is the fifth year and I have people who are already back in and they, you awesome. know, yeah. one, one gal says, I can't not do vision quest. It's my yearly retreat with myself. Oh, I love that. That's great. I, and I, you know, maybe that's the way we need to approach these, this kind of work because it is, it is a retreat. It's time where you go in, yes. explore, um, evaluate, relax, slow down, listen to the, the beat of your own drum. Mm -hmm. So you can powerfully move forward into um, creating the life you really want. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, um, oh, Roz, for being with us here today and sharing your your wisdom and your insights, your experiences, your stories. We really, uh, truly appreciate you and your and your time. And joyful journeyer, um, please, if uh, if you like this episode, please comment, review, share, subscribe, do all the love, <laughs> share it with somebody that you think may benefit from it, and we will catch you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me on the Joyful Journey podcast. If anything resonated for you from today's show, or if you are looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose, or how to activate that purpose, 
then head over to joyfuljourney.ca and become a member of our community. We'll start by sending you a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom, which will give you a great foundation for finding the clarity you are seeking. And you'll become part of a growing community of people who are raising the collective consciousness. So head over to joyfuljourney.ca and I look forward to connecting with you directly.